You are listening to Freedom Church STL. If you would like to check out more resources or donate to this ministry, please visit freedomchurchstl.com. Thank you for listening and enjoy this message. Let's get our Bibles out. We've got some work to do. Man, it's a good day today. It's a good day. I'm so thankful that I get to spend this day with you guys. So thankful. So, so thankful. We're going to be all over the place a little bit today. But where do I want you to start? Let's do this. Yeah, we'll just go there. Go to Matthew chapter 28, starting in verse 18 through 20. Come on, it's a known passage. It's We know this one. Ryan, does this look okay? You don't think that's going anywhere? Feel good about it? It's a man of faith right there. I'm not going to try. Don't hang on it. Okay. I, I want to do something before we start. Uh, did uh, Can we pray for Debbie and, and, and Gary? Can we do that real quick? Uh, if you don't know, we've got a, uh, a, as many people, I mean, uh, we've had a lot of people in the house have gone through it, and, and but we've got um, some family members, uh, Debbie and, and Gary Stokes, and, then, and uh, Debbie's dealing with COVID, and Gary uh, tested positive for it, and they're struggling, and she's struggling with some oxygen issues, but I think that that's kind of leveling out from what I'm understanding. Am I wrong about that, or is that... They're bringing her down. That's good news. Okay, so that's good news. So we're just going to claim that. So can we just pray? Because I know that they're not the only ones that are dealing with this, right? Uh, we have other people that are. And, and just so you also are fully aware, um, sickness is not taking turns right now. I don't know if you knew that or not. Uh, but there are other people that are suffering from other things uh, than, than what's going on out there, than what's everybody telling. And so I, I just want to just pray for just healing. And believe God for healing for people. We actually still believe God does supernatural things in the midst of the natural. I really do believe that. Like, I, re- I really believe that. I mean, not for me and not for you. I believe he does it for his name's sake. And so that we can point back to him. And, and so as a church, we're going to believe for those things, not just so that we get the residue of the healing, but so that we can point back to him and, and have another thing to say. Look what he did. Look who he is. So let's just begin to pray for him. Can we do that? Do we have time to do that? All right, let's just begin to pray. If you have somebody in your family that's sick, can we just begin to pray for them? Father, we believe you for healing. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. Number one, we know that you are good. We're not even waiting to say that we're healed and then you're good. Father, you're not good dependent on outcomes. You are good. You are enough even in the midst of trouble. So, Father, we declare that already, but we thank you for your healing. Father, we thank you that, that for Debbie, that her oxygen levels are coming back, that she's going to gain strength back in her lungs, Father God. For all of those that are suffering from this, 
Father, we as a church, we just stand and boldly claim and, and ask you, Father, I, we just ask you to put an end to this thing. Send this thing back to the pits of hell where it came. Not so that we can get on with our life. No, we just, we, we just the distraction, the division, all of the stuff, the pain. Father, let it stop. We thank you for it. We thank you for it. We thank you for healing in bodies. We claim it in your name. In Jesus' name we all pray. And everybody would say, Amen, Amen, Amen. Well, today is an interesting day. I, I want to, I have two messages today. And yes, you have to sit through both. Sorry. But we have two messages today. I want to talk to those that do not know, and I want to talk to those that know. And you'll understand what I'm talking about once we get into it. Because well, what I want to deal with today is, is simply dealing with those that do not know that God loves them. But then we need to turn around and talk to those that know that God loves them because there's something that God wants to say to you today. Seems simple, but it's going to be, we, 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 we need to work through this, okay? So can we pray before we jump into it? Yeah. Father, I just thank you for your word. Father, I thank you that your Holy Spirit is here doing the very thing that you promised he would, which is to enlighten the word to our hearts, to remind us of everything that you spoke, to teach us, renew us, restore us, strengthen us, convict us unto life. Father, we're thankful. Father, we don't invite your Holy Spirit into this place. We recognize that he is here. We recognize he is here. And if that is the case, then we make sure that our ears are open today, that our hearts are receptive, that we are not distracted by the cares of the day, but we gather over your word knowing that the King of Kings has a desire to speak to us. So, Father, we're listening. Speak to us. Change us. Direct us. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. amen. I want to first talk to those that do not know. I want to talk to those that do not know. And what don't you know? Well, simply this. You might be in this room, and you might be watching down this lens or listening to this at a later time, and you might not know that God loves you. You say, Pastor, that's such a simple message. Don't you have something deeper than that? Really? Really? You want something deeper than the creator of the universe loves you. You want something deeper than that? I'm sorry, I don't have anything deeper to offer you today, but let's dig into this. Because there are people that when they look at their own life and they look at who they are, and they look at the reflection of themselves, they do not see the ability for God to love or to use them. See, what happens is this, and I, 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 I've been working on this all week, and I brought this great prop, and it's amazing. There are times when we stand in front of a mirror, right? And we stand in front of a mirror, and I don't know about you, have you ever stood in front of a mirror for long enough and you can just start seeing and pointing out flaws? Huh? 
Anybody here? Now, have you, let me just be honest with you. Son, I don't know what son you was thinking. And I'll be honest with you, ladies. I don't know what sadistic thing that you're a part of, but now they have these magnifying mirrors, right? That not only magnify, but they've got a light ring around them so that you can see up close and personal all your failings and flaws. Why do you need that in your life? I never even take my glasses into the bathroom, let alone want to see something lit up on a ring mirror. I, I wanna, I look, when I look in the mirror, it just looks smooth, right? I just leave my glasses outside. Hey, babe, do you need your glasses? Nope. Nope, not at all. I just look at the smoothness, right? But Sonia wants to turn that thing on and then look close and like, do you see that? Like, you know, I did it one time and it looked like the moon. Like I literally, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm deteriorating. Like I literally, I was like, I was like WebMD. I was like, what is wrong with me? What have I done with my life? I have got to stop eating pizza so much, right? But it is amazing. It is so simple for us that when we look in a mirror, when we look in this mirror, when we look at it, we see faults. It's easy for us, right? Even on our best day and our best hair day, we see faults. And when it comes in the context of, of seeing what when we look at this and we knew all of our faults, all of our sins, all of the junk that we've allowed to roll over in our head, all of the evil things that we have thought, all the evil things that we have said, all of those things, we look at that and we go, how can that be lovable? Am I the only one that's ever felt that way? No, no, can we raise our hand? No, 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 look around. No, no, look around. You ever felt that way? You ever looked and just gone, how can that thing be ever used? How can that failing be ever used? How can a person that would allow those things to roll in their head ever be loved? How is it possible that God could love that? Man, it is amazing for us to look at this and have such a distorted reflection. And, and, and here's what happens, because here's what happens, and I'm just going to use this terrible analogy, but we're going to beat this to death, okay? Because when we look at this, we, we think, we, we see things like in this, we see failings, and we, just, we, we see a sin in our life, and we go, man, there's no way. There's no way that God can, can see that and to use that because it's covered by this sin. It's covered by this sin of, man, I'm a liar. Man, I've lied in my life. Anybody here ever lie? I'll wait. Huh? Anybody here ever had murderous thoughts? Huh? Huh? You ever had murderous thoughts? You ever have somebody that not understood the merge lane? Yeah, tell me you haven't had murderous thoughts, right? Right, And so all of a sudden, that gets away of the reflection that we see because now we're seeing through this stuff, right? You, you ever looked at your life and said, man, man, I had a failing in my past. There was a, a struggle that I dealt with and there was a past addiction. Or maybe it's ongoing and I haven't broken out of it. There's no way that's getting in the way of the reflection that I can be loved and I can be seen because I'm seeing it through that. Well, I want you to see this, and I want you to be very clear about, and I want to remind you, because maybe you came in this place and you really don't know. Maybe you really don't know the people that God chased down, the people that God used, and the, God, the people that God went after. 
Let me just give you a couple of these. Have you ever heard of a guy named Paul? He wrote two-thirds of the book that you're carrying right in the, in the New Testament. Wrote some of the amazing things. We spent two years in a book that he wrote called Romans. You guys remember that? The second I said that, those of you went in through that, you all, I, I saw the twitching. He's like, go, go, Romans, Romans. Another one, just two years of Romans, man. Come on. Give me some, go to Leviticus. Give me something else. We spent two years in Romans because it took that long, right? But I want, to, I want to remind you of Paul. Paul called himself. He said, I was the chief of all sinners. In fact, not only was he that, in Acts chapter 22, and you don't have to go there. I just want to give you these examples. In Acts chapter 22, verse 4 and 5, it says this. I, this is part, I persecuted the followers of the way to their deaths, arresting both men and women and throwing them into prison. Like he murdered. He was a murderer of those that were following Jesus. You don't think that that gets in the way of viewing whether or not I don't know about you, but being a murderer can kind of distort the reflection on whether or not I can be used or not. Huh? Let's look at somebody else. Oh, have you ever heard of that guy, Matthew? You ever heard of Matthew? Remember the tax collector, right? We don't view, I mean, we do, but we don't see him the way that we used to. But Matthew was a tax collector. He was an outsider. Not only was he an outsider, he was basically against his own. Like he was, he was not, let's just say he wasn't invited to a lot of barbecues, right? He was on the outside looking in and he did it by choice. And so there was people that were on the outside of where they should have been and, and, and hurting people that sh he should be helping. Have you ever hurt somebody? Have you ever hurt somebody that you should have been helping? Huh? You don't think that that gets in the way of seeing the distortion of how can God love somebody that would hurt the people he should be loving? Let me see who else. There's a story in John chapter 4 where Jesus deals with this woman uh, called the Samaritan woman at the well, right? And Jesus calls her out and Jesus has this interaction with her. First of all, Jesus is talking to somebody he shouldn't technically be talking to. They don't get along. But here's this woman that not only was she, not only was she in the midst of sin, she had had the failings of failed marriages and failed relationships. And she's now in another one that ain't pointing towards God. Right? How many of you have ever allowed your life to be a part of a relationship that man, man, that that surely. Nope, nope, God, God wasn't in it. Nope, nope, nope. Definitely wasn't in that. Got in the way of that. You ever had that? Anybody? No, he's going to raise their hand because the other person might be in the room, but we won't talk about that. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. I love this, and I, I love when, and I know you've heard this name, Peter. Do you guys know this name, Peter? One of the disciples? I don't know if you know his story, but Jesus called to him, even though we see in Matthew chapter 26, verse 73 and 74, that Peter's going to be a guy that not only would be the guy that he walked on water, and yeah, he gave the great message, but he also cussed out a little girl at a campfire over s'mores. Because she said, said that, hey, aren't you the one, weren't you with him? 
And Peter would, with curses, brings it. Curses out a little Girl Scout with s'mores, right? Over a campfire. Right? How many of you, how many have you ever thought, how could God ever use somebody that can't control their mouth? Right? Can't control their mouth. That will just fail. God, God, I'm a failure and you know I'm going to fail again. How could you ever use this? See, some of you, I think, don't know the people and the type of people that he calls. I love this, Owen, and I know this isn't anybody in this place, but I love the, the example of James and John. The proud, those that thought too highly of themselves. I love this in, in Mark chapter 10, verse 35 and 37. He says this, Then James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came to him and said, Teacher, they said, We want you to do for us whatever we ask. Wait, that's, let me just tell you something. Not a good way to start with prayer, all right? And he says, what do you want me to do for you? He asked, he said, and they replied, let one of us sit at your right hand and the other at your left in your glory. Have you ever found yourself being proud, thinking of yourself more highly than you ought to? Have you ever allowed the enemy to mess with you about that mindset? I love this paper. And all of a sudden that gets in the way Right, it gets in the way because of my proudness and how I view myself. I, I think of myself more highly, right? I'm just gonna leave that there. And there's example after example, and I could go through them. We could spend time just talking through all of them, man. I mean, there are there are just guys after guys. We know we know Moses's problems. We know Jonah ran from. We know David had some peeping tom issues. We know all these men of God and all these people of God that had issues in their life, right? And yet God looks through them. They look through a cloud of confusion and said, there's no way I can be used. In fact, the guy in the Old Testament, that one of the most popular guys in the Old Testament, Moses, when God comes to him, he goes, I'm going to use you. He argues with him. And he's like, I can't. And he's like, but you can. No, I can't. Yes, you can. Yes, I know I can't. Yes, I can. He argued that because he was looking through his own failures and going, there's no way I see the guy that he's looking at. Because the reflection I look back with is clouded with all this junk. You follow me on this? And some of you came into this room. I believe not all of you, but I believe some of you came into this room or maybe listening to this later, and you don't realize that he takes that which seemingly cannot be used and cannot be loved, and uses and loves it. In fact, it says this. It says this. He says, he died for you while you were still sinners. Meaning before this all got fixed, meaning before that you got all of this stuff cleaned up, he said, I'm going to do something for you prior to you doing that because I don't see you like that. I see you through the scope of this. And so you see I cannot be used because I fail and I'm miserable and I've got all this stuff. I'm saying I loved you before you fixed that stuff. I loved you and did this for you while you were still this because I have a desire to use you and to forgive you of those things and use you through this. See, some of you might have come into this place and said, I did not know that. 
And so I offer you to those that did not know that message. I offer you the message of the fact that he loves you. He doesn't love a future version of you. He doesn't love what you're going to be. He loves you in the midst of what you are doing. He does not desire for you to stay there. He made a way out of that stuff, but he can forgive you and desires to use you. Yes, you, the chief of all sinners. Yeah, you. Desires to use you. And that's good news, isn't it? Like how many of you would say, Pastor Chris, I already knew that news. Raise your hand. He could see through the ceiling. So four of you knew that. Four of you knew that God loved you. I'll ask again, how many of you knew this already? That God did something for you before this got fixed? There we go. So okay, now let me talk to those. That, was, that, would, that would conclude message number one. But now I want to pick up message number two because now I want to talk to those that do know. And the thing that I want to talk about to those that do know this statement, that do know that God does not see the same reflection that we see, I want to talk to those that do know because now I have to ask a question. And the question is simply this. How is it, and you can go now to Matthew, where I ask you to go, how is it that a people that know that God desires to use that which is broken and knows that we are commanded to follow and to chase after him. In fact, in Matthew 28, it says this, then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I'm with you all, always to the very end of the age. So how is it then? How does a church, and I'm not talking about a church out there. I'm talking about this church. I'm talking about us as a group. How is it that we say we know this, but how is it we can get so far from seeing the, the God that loved me in this and the God that commanded me to go after those that looked like this, how do we get so far away from not going after these people? How do we, how do we lose focus on the target? How do we lose focus and start dismissing people who God seemingly doesn't want to go after and doesn't want me to use or doesn't want to use me to go after? How does that happen? Well, I'm glad you asked that question. Because for us, in James chapter 3, verse 16 through 18, it says this, For where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you find disorder and every evil practice. See, the way that a church that claims to know that God loves everybody, that God wants to use everybody, that God has a plan for everybody. The way for people, for the way for a church to get off track and to get away from the great commission of going after those into all nations and baptizing them and going after people. How does that happen? Well, something happens. What begins to happen is this. We begin to stop looking at our lives and the calling of God when he says to take up our cross daily and deny self. We start looking at this and we start looking at people and we start going, well, you know what? Maybe we're not called to people that, that, that don't vote like we vote. Uh, 
you know, that'll, that'll be for somebody else, right? I, I'm on the left side of the aisle or the right side of the aisle or I'm standing on the outside of the aisle. Maybe I've got my own aisle. But you know what? The, they'll go after this. Well, wait a, what about this? Well, you know what? I, I don't like what they said on Facebook. Boy, they've got some strange beliefs, right? They want to wear mask or they don't want to wear mask. Or they want to put something in their arm or they do want to put something in their arm. <gasps> and so what we do is we start dismissing people, right? How does this happen? All of a sudden, we begin to view ourselves no longer through the cross, but we start seeing ourselves, and we start just pulling things away. You know what? I, uh, I've, I've dealt with those drunkards before, and, and you know what? Hopefully, God will just call them and save them, and if, if they really wanted Jesus, they'd just stop drinking, and, and they'd get their right, life right and come to church, right? Hey, you know, God will take care of them. Right? The, those people, oh, it's so sad. She's going through another failed marriage. Boy, good luck with the next one. Right? Oh, those, that, 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 that guy, that, that, that wicked athlete guy in my dorm, right? That all he wants to do is just talk about whatever. And he, he doesn't come to any Bible. Say, We're just going to dismiss him. Good luck. I hope he finds Jesus at chapel. Not picking on anybody, just saying. That was my thoughts. And what happens is, is we start dismissing and we start using and finding reasons, all the same reasons that we use to keep us from God, and yet we found out that God loved us through all of that stuff. We tend to then separate those things off, and then what happens is, is we get to our real target. Who are we really called to? Ah, oh, there he is. There he is. I'm called to that guy. Oh, I like that guy. He looks just like me. I'll go reach him. I'll do it. Everything that I do concerning this will be focused, oh, on that guy. Because that's my sole target. Because God will take care of all the messy stuff and all the messy ones. Those aren't my responsibility. I, I'm just going to focus here. Because I'm just going to chase after. I'm going to invite people to church that look just like him, think just like him, act just like him, live just like him, around just like him. Wait a second. I know him. I'll just bring me to church. I'll just bring him to Jesus. How does a church go so far away from the great commission of going into all nations? Well, it's simple. It's very easy. We just begin to use excuses of why we can dismiss the broken and the lost and the hurting, and we can just focus here. We can just focus on that guy that looks like me, that sounds like me, that talks like me, that dresses like me. I dress pretty good. I like that guy. I'm at church. I'm a good guy. How does this happen? This is how it happens. We no longer think that we're called to this. That's God's job. But the only problem is, is I've read the Bible. And the only problem is, is I've read the responsibility of the church. And the responsibility of the church and the church age is to be the revealer of the manifest wisdom of God and the fullness of who He is. In fact, we just spent like an entire two weeks talking about that we believe that, that we as a church are designed, called, shaped, built to reveal Him. Not just to gather, but to reveal Him to who? Everybody. Everybody that looked like us with all this junk, 
But what happens is, is we so quickly, once we've made it in, we dismiss all this junk away and we just go, I'm going to go after the guy that looks like that. I'm just going to go after him. And somebody else's problem is to reach that person and that person and that person. And so my message to you that no, those that did not know, know that you are loved and you are called. Even in the stuff that you are dealing with, he loves you and he has a plan for you and he died for you while you were yet sinners. And for those that know that question already or know that statement already, know you are called to those that he died for while they were still sinners. And he sent you to be the voice of who he is to them, to love on them. Yes, the dirty ones. Yes, the ones that don't agree with you. Yes, the ones that are wearing masks and not wearing masks. Yes, the ones that are voting on this aisle and the voting on this aisle. Yay, you are supposed to go into the world and reach these people. We are supposed to do that. We are called, and we can never get so self-consumed that we're just going after the guy that looks like that. There's a reason Jesus said you're going to have to deny self. This has got to go away. And I've got to take up my cross and follow him. Why? Because when I focus on self, when I focus on self, then that becomes my sole target. But when I deny self and take up this, all of a sudden there is nobody because of this, because I see everybody through the light of this, because he saw me through the light of this. There is nobody that is not worthy there's not anybody that's not worthy of my time, my effort, my words, my love, my grace, my mercy. I don't care what they're in, what they're involved in. They need you. You have the gift of eternity in your mouth for them. Do you hear me? There is nobody that becomes unworthy. Why? Everybody is unworthy when they don't look like me. But when I deny self and take up my cross, the world is open. The nations are open. All of a sudden, everywhere I look, I just see people that need to know what I claim to already know, that God loved me while I was yet still a sinner, and he died for me. It's a challenge today to just make sure that our target audience doesn't look like this. I want you to see that. That our target audience doesn't look like, like that. And there's some good-looking people in there. But that our target audience just looks like everybody that's breathing and walking this earth, that needs Jesus, that will one day spend either eternity in heaven or hell. And that is a real thing. And it is our job as a church to be the bearers of good news, the good news that we claim that we know, that Jesus died for us while we were still sinners. And so I'm going to make a choice, and I want you to make a choice to deny self on a daily basis and take up my cross so that that message continues. And that's the message of this house. Do you hear what I said today? Does this make sense to us today? Let's pray. Father, convict us all. From the front row to the stage to the children, Father, convict us all. Not condemn. Father, you don't condemn. We stood condemned without you. 
So we don't, I don't ask you to condemn. I, I know I was condemned before even having you. Father, convict us. Convict us that if our target goal of who we are chasing after looks like us, convict us, let us repent, and let us deny that self and take up our cross and follow you. Why? Because you've commanded it. You haven't asked it. You haven't requested it. You haven't said please. You haven't begged us to do it. You, the authority of heaven and earth, have commanded us to go into the world and make disciples of all nations, of all people, everybody. Let it be so. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen, amen. amen. We'll stand to your feet. Come on, we all need this today, don't we? Do we need to be reminded of this? Listen, listen, you know I love you, right? And you know, listen, we don't just say these messages or teach this stuff just so it, it's fun. Let's just, let's just be, let's just kick people in the teeth for the heck of it, right? No, we have to be, our goal as a church is to be maturing up for the sake of of Christ, and sometimes we just have to be reminded what our marching orders are, right? And he said, go. To who? Everybody. Everybody. And that's going to take Don, it's going to take Sonia, it's going to take Cruiser, it's going to take Ed, Ellie, it's going to take us all, Mike, it's going to take Paul, it's going to take all of us doing that. When we're all on the same page, man, we can accomplish amazing things for God's sake, and I want to see that happen. I want to see that happen. Let me just pray for us. Can I do that? Just lift our hands. I want to just pray for us as a church. Father, I just pray that you keep us, guide us, convict us. <laughs> Lead us, Holy Spirit, to those that need you. Lead us, Holy Spirit, to those that need you. And then give us the boldness and the words to speak life and love of the message we claim to know. Let it be so. In Jesus' name. And everybody send. Amen. Well, do me a favor. Love on somebody around you before you go. Let them know that, man, I, I've got my target. I've got my marching orders, and let's go walk them out. Have a great rest of your Sunday, guys. It's a good day. Thanks for joining. If you would like prayer, you can text Freedom Prayer to 94000 and send us your prayer request. And don't forget to find us on social media at Freedom Church STL. You can also find more info on our website at freedomchurchstl.com.